0: Namaste. We are the Marvel Mythos Podcast. My name is Brian Barley. I am your host. I am joined by some good friends, Loud Spice, Travis Tubesine. Yeah! And Jake McCausland. yay. Hey. Today we are doing the limited series Infinity Gauntlet. So we're going to start with a little brief synopsis of what happened. And basically we have Thanos. After Thanos' quest, he's got the six uh, soul gems or infinity gems that he changed the name to. And Mephisto's with him. Mephisto kind of baits him into going forth with the plan that death wanted from him in the beginning, which is eliminate half of the population in the universe. He snaps his finger, boom, goes half the universe. Then we have Warlock stepping out of the Soul Gym and trying to recruit a team to go after him. He goes to all kinds of different people, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, the Living Tribunal. He goes to basically everybody he can think of to try and stop Thanos. He sets a plan in motion. He basically sends all of the heroes as sacrifices to fight Thanos at once with the sole idea of getting Thanos to swing a punch at one of them and sending in the surfer when he least expects it to grab the, the glove. Unfortunately, that plan does not work. And then the celestial beings show up. They try to put the smack down on Thanos. They're unable to as well. And what ends up getting Thanos is Nebula. She uh, Thanos lets his guard down. Nebula grabs the the glove off of his hand. She takes over. And then in the final issue, we get a battle with everybody against Nebula eventually warlock gets the glove thanos goes off into retirement and everything goes back to normal basically (laughs) so (laughs) um while i was entertained with the six issues it's kind of disappointing with that whole end of it because it does kind of revert back to as if nothing really took place
1: yeah you just pretty much your summarization was i could have just done and saying it was underwhelming (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) what did you
0: think jake
2: (laughs) You know, I, I like the storyline. You know, for me, that's all about the story. But I do agree. Ultimately, nothing happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some really cool moments in it. Um, a lot of a lot of great shots. I think a lot of cool things happen. But at the end of the day, nothing happens. I'm a little now uh, even more concerned about the movie. We'll talk a little yeah. bit more about that later. But for the next Avengers movie, what's that going to be like? Is it going to revert everything back to as if this didn't happen? Um, if they follow this and kind of adapt it as as best they can. I don't know. They probably will do that. but Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to feel ultimately pointless mm-hmm. what we just watched. Yeah. And that's, but anyway, Man, We the have whole to keep, we have to keep first, going. Yeah, <laughs> to <this, laughs> <gotta> do something.
1: <laughs> the whole weight of the first movie w- is just like the reason that has been so popular is because of the gravity of what happened in it. And if you just undo it, it completely erases that.
0: And I have a feeling that's what's going to happen, especially, like I said, if they adapt anything from this. Um, but let's, let's talk about some stuff that we did like. Yeah. Uh, so...
1: Did you guys have any like standout characters or moments throughout? Um, Well, first, I'd like to say that the art is probably the thing that I love the most about it. Uh, I I already said that, you know, I felt like I was underwhelmed by the story. But George Perez and I don't I don't remember the other guy, but I'm a huge George Perez fan. I mean, I just can't that, I couldn't get over a lot of just the big splash pages. And then uh, there was a specific scene where uh, I want to say they were when they were struggling for the ring and each block had somebody's face that was like grabbing for the ring. And it just the art direction of the book is just phenomenal.
0: I, so while reading that, I instantly thought of when there's a fumble in football and like everyone <laughs> yeah, is diving yeah. for it. That's what it felt like to me reading it because I was reading it um on the app Mm. the marvel unlimited app so i was reading it panel by panel instead of full page at a time same so i didn't exactly see how that was going to play out so i'm flipping through it like oh wow uh this really feels like everyone is actually diving for this glove right now um jake what what stood out to you
2: i'm gonna piggyback off the art i thought it was fascinating so i believe perez in the fourth issue switched to something lynn i think is who took over the artwork Mm. but it was very seamless i thought he did a great job keeping the two and I read a lot of the older comics. That's pretty much what I've been reading, um, which have a lot of words, a lot of the same kind of drawings. that are very similar colors, and I agree. It just jumped out at me. Um, the way they explored the entire story, just it jumped off the page. Okay. I didn't read mine in the same block format you did. I had my like halfway screen to look through everything, but still, you could see everything extremely clear. You knew what they were trying to do. The way that he could show the pictures to really show what's happening and not just have to read an entire blurb about it was was great. I thought they did an awesome job with that.
0: Yeah, and to Um, your point, it was very clear, and that's something that uh, in the Avengers episode we did, we talked mm -hmm. about how it was a little less clear than some of the stuff that we've we've read, at least in as far as the action scenes. Whereas this one, it was super clear, super clean. I do, uh, I will say that. After going through the panels, I would often switch to the full page view after I'd finished that page. I almost had to. (laughs) Because I wanted to see how it actually looked. And there's so much in it that's just beautifully done. So many shots that were just super powerful. Like for one, one of my favorite shots in the entire arc is the Spider-Man finding out that half the the world is gone. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of swinging around. I think it's Manhattan. He lands up on a building and he's looking down. the, The street is full of people. And then all of a sudden, half are gone. and He's trying to figure out process it, like what's going on. I think his spider sense even went off, if I remember right. But yep. he's sitting there and he's trying to process it, what happened, and then all of a sudden it dawns on him, Mary Jane. Yep. Yeah. And that that hit me. And then to Same. follow that up with the Captain America situation where he sees like Cersei and Hawkeye and um, some of the other ones disappear in front of his face. Those were some of the really impactful moments for me.
1: See, for for me, like, Hawkeye, that was one thing. And I feel like Hawkeye's died in, like, 70 different things. He <laughs> yeah. died in the secret invasion. He died, you know, Who? spoiler alert. Didn't he die in um, Disassembled, too? Yes. yes. He's died every time. So I was like, oh, cool. He's, he's definitely coming back. But I... I didn't have any connection. Like the the same thing that you said with Spider-Man, I put myself in his shoes and was thinking about my own wife. Like if I was out thinking like, oh man, look at all this stuff that's gone on. Oh, my wife, I got to go check on my wife and, and the horror that you can, you just know he, he was realizing. But I, when Cap has the screen up of all these heroes that have disappeared, I, I that took away from it from me because I, I was like, okay, so you've got diamond Lil, Who disappeared So I mean you have like Daredevil And a couple other people But you've got Diamond Lil You've got Box Windshear (laughs) <laughs> also, all of Alpha, Alpha, Alpha Flight? Like yeah. uh, Thanos hates Canadians. I mean, I guess so. But I've, like, I've, like, the gravity was was lost on me. I get. I know they were trying to be like, okay, here's here's a bunch of people that lost. And some of them may have been bigger names back then. But I still don't know who Diamond Lil is. Do you?
0: I, I do not really know Diamond okay. Lil. But <laughs> what I will say about that is I thought they added enough uh, popular or uh, famous characters into that. So that it didn't just look like it was all the the big yeah. guys, like it was trying to convey to you that it was widespread. It took out people you might not even recognize, but it also took out some of the other ones. So See, I, I like
2: I like that a lot. I thought that I I, I mean, kind of the opposite years. I, I just yeah. I thought it was really fascinating to me. The gravity was shown when it's like, hey, this is an Avengers episode. Here's what we're doing, and half of our people are gone. Even though I don't know them, but they always seem to like our last podcast we talked about these random people that were thrown in there. That I'm like. <laughs> the heck of these guys Like, what yeah. are we doing <laughs> at least these ones i recognized more than half of them but then to your point there was a lot that i was like i have never heard of these guys but still when you're looking at captain america who takes ownership of all of the people he's working with he's like this is my family that's now gone that that's kind of how i took that and it hit me that way
1: and i, th- I think that, that that's a good point and you had some of those people like dagger on that list who mm. Didn't jump out at me initially, but because of what happened with Cloak and Cloak's importance into this in the story as being part of that suicide team, like the the gravity is there that you were speaking about with Spider Man yeah. and Mary Jane.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think Cloak and Dagger they complement each other, and without um, Dagger, Cloak kind of will be consumed by evil. So I think it's almost like this revelation with him that without her, I'm just going to be consumed by the darkness, and that also brings up one of my other favorite pages was. Um, well, it doesn't, but I'm going to say it anyway. But <laughs> the Moon Knight page, when Moon Knight is um, prowling the city and he looks down and he sees the city burning. Mm, yeah. I, I loved that page. Uh, basically, any of the disaster stuff to show just how chaotic the world would be if half the universe disappeared. Yeah. I thought that was all very, very powerful stuff. And I, I know in the movie it's powerful because you can visually see these characters that you've grown to love disappearing before your eyes. But to see on the page... All of the actual destruction that goes on throughout the world and not just on those, I thought that was actually more impactful than what the end of the movie even showed Mm. Uh, because we don't get that in the movie. All we get is solely on the characters and I hope they pick up on it at the beginning of the next one because some of my favorite stuff in this series was actually watching the heroes respond to those disasters yeah yeah especially
2: like when black widow jumped in it was awesome to see her and like hey like i didn't even think about her and all of a sudden where was she at and then there she is she's saving kid from a burning building and putting her life yeah it was neat
0: that was that was another standout yes yeah yeah Yeah. and the black widow one was another standout for me i screenshotted that one because it's just it was awesome to watch that one and then to see the building fall and like the one person died or whatever Mm -hmm. and to see how Black Widow responded to that, seeing how it tore her up that she couldn't mm-hmm. save the woman, um, I thought that was good. Um, so basically, um, we kind of start off with Silver Surfer kind of um, showing up and crashing into Doctor Strange's place. I guess he'd been in the Soul Gem for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess he and Warlock had kind of bonded in the Soul Gem. I yeah. I, guess.
1: I think. Well, I, I think I'm kind <laughs> of weird because you know I, I was kind of throwing shade at the that cast of characters that I didn't know. It's the same thing here with me. Like, Adam Warlock is a central figure, and I'm just like, yeah, he's... He's He's kind of
2: always had that... So like, I've read a lot of the older older comics. Like, the first time Thanos came around, and Warlock was trapped in the Soul Stone. And then, you know, Spider-Man came... Spider-Man actually was the one that ended up helping him get out of the Soul Stone when he got the focus off of the actual... And then once Warlock came out, it was like, holy crap, this guy is... What the hell? Who's this guy? Who is this guy? Like, I've heard the name, but he's just kind of, like, subtly there. Like, this being that's just... can do everything that you don't know what he can do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He just seemed like he was this all powerful being, but I, I didn't buy it for whatever reason. And maybe it's because of the history. I don't know the history like you do, but it's, I just, I just didn't buy the fact that this guy was omnipotent or bordering on omnipotent.
0: Yeah. uh, I know that a lot of fans were upset that Warlock was not going to be in the movie. Hmm. So I guess there's some history there with longtime fans and understanding Mm -hmm. his role, at least in the old stuff. But I don't know of a whole lot of stuff recently that Warlock's been a huge part of. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get what you're saying, and that's kind of how it was with me too. By the end of it, I kind of liked him. I, yeah. But at first, I was kind of like, "What are we doing?" Like, I don't really care about this, and the people that we that I personally care about didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, agreed. It yeah. was it was basically Warlock orchestrating all these maneuvers, and. The thing that one of the things that really frustrated me is we go to the living tribunal and he pleads his case. Hey, we need your help.
1: Get involved. And they all vote no. Yeah, <laughs> but then they yeah. all show up yeah, like within anyway. twenty four hours yeah. anyway. Like what the heck? Those were interesting characters to me, so I, I was gonna, gonna say like the Sky Fathers was an interesting thing, like all the different pantheon of yeah. gods was interesting to me. I would I would read an entire book about the adventures of <laughs> Odin awesome. and yeah. all the different pantheon of gods. But
0: then they didn't do anything. They did nothing. I know. Nothing. That, I know. <laughs> well, I, they I were was, cut off. Yeah. They
2: just assumed that that's a good enough reason, but come on, they're uh, yeah. gods. What are we doing? Like <laughs> I,
0: I get it, because you're trying to show that everybody that could be involved would be involved if they could be, I guess, a terrible way to say that, but <laughs> they want to show that Everyone that you would think should be involved and then show you why they're not. And so I get why they did that, but it was so frustrating because I'm like, oh, Odin's going to show up and he's going to do something epic because that's what Odin does. And then nothing. nothing. Like It's just totally pointless.
2: My frustration was... After reading the old, so like the old in the Captain Marvel series when they first went after uh, Thanos and Warlock save the day. I mean, the or he,
0: male or female Captain Marvel? I think you have to. Oh, specify. I,
2: yeah, the original, the original <laughs> male Captain Marvel uh, back in the seventies when he was working with you know the same thing. All Avengers were captured. Nobody else was present, just a watcher hanging out watching, uh, of course. And then, uh, and then you had all the the Avengers that were captured. Spider Man ends up being a vital character. Warlock all of a sudden shows up, you know, once he gets out of the Soul Stone, and that's it, you know. And it was just like it's the same thing, but and then they kind of like like you said, they t- they took out all these characters to basically segue like we just really need Warlock and he's got a plan, you know. And it was like he could have had all this potential. I mean, I don't know. It's just a repetition of something that was done in this you know twenty years before this. It was still cool. I still enjoyed it and <laughs> yeah. I liked the way that they developed characters better and they had more people in this, but ultimately it's the same result, kinda of, sorta. Of.
0: <laughs> yeah, the same result and it's frustrating because you see all these potential things to that that could have or we would have liked to have seen impact it and what ultimately gets Thanos is that he thinks he's not worthy. So yeah I,
1: I feel like you're being too too nice to this because this is this is why this whole thing was underwhelming to me because i'm probably one of the only people in the country that hasn't seen infinity war the movie i think you and my wife you are, yes <laughs> me and it. tiff yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah high five tiff through the, through the internet um but i i've always seen thanos the depictions of thanos as this ultimate ba and just this this guy that had all this power Almost like just—I mean, already what he was with the Infinity Gauntlet. I expected to see some cold, bloodthirsty, terrible yeah. entity, and instead, I got this story about him. You—you you got it right. He's not being worthy, but it's all about him trying to impress a girl, basically.
0: Yeah, and it he, always is, and Every he time.
1: acts. And this is this is what I said. I'm sorry, Austin's going to have to edit this. He acts like a total baby back b- in this. <laughs> Thanos That's what he acts like. Thanos is this the whole time and he's just like, "Well, I guess I'll do this." Well, "Hey, do you like this, babe?" And he's like snaps his fingers. The whole the the, the snap, all, all the stuff that I've heard built up about the snap, it's just there to try to win over Lady Death, yeah. Mistress of Death.
0: Yeah, uh, so What's really frustrating for me coming into this wasn't just that because I did expect that having read Thanos Quest and knowing kind of his history I expected that part of him to just be this guy yearning for love of death but what was annoying to me is that he was manipulated so easy Yeah, and in That's Thanos right. Quest uh, there it's two issues and I highly recommend it to both of you if you haven't read it it's essentially Thanos' quest to get the six soul gems or infinity gems and in it he is a master tactician like the entire time he goes up Hmm. against elders like five elders and he doesn't just use the gems that he has to take advantage of them he outsmarts them Hmm. all of them and it's it's unbelievable because reading it i'm like okay i don't i got over the fact that he was just motivated by a woman and and uh Because you need
2: some kind of motivation at some point, yeah. And if that's what you get, well, the
1: motivation to me would be like I I think Lord Voldemort esque. Like I want to destroy. Or his motivation in the movie. Well, I'm here to basic. I'm trying to save you from yourself. I need to. We need to eliminate half of the population. Yeah, and
0: I got over his motivation in the in Thanos quest and in this partly because of how brilliantly minded he was and how he exacted his plan to get it. And then in this we get Mephisto, who's kind of like. Manipulating him and I'm like, What the crap? Yeah. You know who Mephisto is. He's kind of like the devil. You know what his, his character is. And he's you know, he's conscious enough not to let his brother Eros manipulate him and to let the love and hate beings later manipulate him, but he just lets Mephisto sit there and
2: It's like it's like there's the counter the counter fool for every single time, right? The last, uh, yeah. the, the last time we had it was the fool and then the, you know, you always have that one guy that and even even with with Manifesto being there, he was still right off the bat, ass, he's like, all right, we're doing this. This guy's just ruining everything. Like there's nothing that can stop him. And then the slow manipulation, like you said, it's like, there's no way you're getting manipulated by this guy. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Like, Especially what are you doing?
0: after in Thanos quest, he actually outsmarts the Grandmaster. And to have him just get twisted here by Mephisto. And then I thought it was, I do admit, I thought it was kind of awesome when he's about to, to snap his fingers and Mephisto's like, oh, He's actually doing this. Yeah. Like, almost like he didn't think he would do it.
1: Well, right. Well, it's basically like, hey, Thanos, you know what's smart is actually let your guard down and give yourself a weakness. That's what <laughs> yeah. you should do. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you should do to take over the world is, is do this. Which,
0: speaking of the, the what you're talking about there with the weakness, we have Mephisto basically say, hey, look, I know all these heroes are coming at you, but to really impress death, what you need to do is get rid of some of your senses right. so that they stand a slight, tiny chance of 0. 0. You.
2: chance. 0.05% <laughs> yes. as they put it. Yeah.
0: Which I did the math, and it's still <laughs> higher percentage than what Doctor Strange gives them in the movie. I'm at least that's, at least
1: that's realistic, because you really do lose your head when you're in love with someone. You do stupid things. So right. at, at least you can give, like, oh, I, I'm going to go ahead and make myself uh, who I, where I don't have have weaknesses i'm gonna go ahead and say i have weaknesses now he can literally speak things to it into existence and the thing he speaks into existence is a weakness for himself
0: well i guess warlock was right he just doesn't see himself worthy right. well
2: even, even he missed that at some point when they talking. he's like i just didn't i guess i didn't desire it like i wanted it but once i got there mm.
0: Yeah, so I, point. I mean
2: it's it's a lot of responsibility to get there too. And so maybe it's a matter of hey, I get there, I'm gonna rely on someone to help me get there. Get, you know, get along. And I'm here. Manifesto is the guy he chose. I mean, you're talking. He's trying to press Lady Death. Who better than working with the devil? You know, to try to <laughs> right. try to do that. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of you know what I what I was thinking. When I was l- reading it, and then like you said, it's, it seems stupid. But ultimately, you're like, hey, this guy has all powerful. You're one person above everybody else. You need somebody. And if you're trying to press death, you're using the devil to do that. Maybe you're going to do some stupid things, and you think, oh, it's okay, because I'm the best there is. And
0: Yeah, and one of those stupid things he does besides give himself a weakness is <laughs> yeah. create Tixaria or however Te- you say Yeah, Taraxia. Teraxia. yeah. Yeah, He yeah. 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 creates
1: her, and I'm like, okay, all right, here we she go. She just
2: looks like her sister and is yeah. going to make death jealous. Okay, his <laughs> yeah, sister I, I was like, what the hell is this?
1: That's <laughs> what I don't get. It's like, this is all about trying to win this girl's love. And I'm like, okay, again, the guy Galactus is afraid of you. You broke California, off, <laughs> like, and you shattered the bridge of Bifrost, um, and you knocked Earth off its off orbit. Its axis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's floating to this, an and age. again, well, well, yeah, I'm going to create a weakness for myself. It's not believable. It's convoluted, and it just made my head hurt.
0: It was basically a way to get our get our heroes a chance to actually fight him. Um, speaking of the battle, did you have any favorite moments throughout that?
1: Deaths for sure.
0: <laughs>
2: they were great. They did yeah. a great job to them too.
1: My, my favorites. Um, and hold one, on, hold on. I, let me guess. Your first oh, one know. you're going no, you to say. I don't want you to say it. I don't want you to say it because you know what it is. You know what it is. Go ahead, say it. I'll let you say it. Cyclops. Yes. Okay. Uh he's he's up there. My favorite um uh, I'll tell you my favorite after this, but uh, where Cyclops gets the block that completely <laughs> he just gets a block appears around his head that stops his optic blast and he's just slowly suffocating. It's horrible. It it's <laughs> awesome it not is because, fantastic yeah not because it's cyclops <laughs> but because the way they they frame it is he's like dying in the background and thanos is off talking about something else and you just see cap like hitting this cube indestructible cube with his shield and you just see cyclops slowly dying and to, to be fair to his point he had a good move he he like was the first person to like put a chink in thanos's armor basically like it it didn't amount to anything but it was (laughs) it it was the first thing that was like oh no like thanos was like oh i might I might have let my guard down a little too much. Hold on. Stuff not
0: amounting to anything in this story? Uh, Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Very true. But yeah, uh, Eros actually calls it a masterful move. I had to make note of that. Yeah. Because most of the time when we read these big uh, events where the X-Men are a part of it with the Avengers, all we ever get is how great Captain America is as a leader and what he's able to do with teams but if you actually go back and read some of the strategic stuff that Cyclops has done with X-Men and X-Factor he's almost on par with him but every single time he doesn't do anything in these big events and I don't even think he had any dialogue in this other than Wanda I think he shouts Wanda and that's like the only thing he says I don't think he does he have any dialogue that's a good point he literally shouts Wanda and I think that was all he said
1: I'm just that yeah I think you're right because he was just it was just him like shooting an optic blast going ah like that was that was just the Uh, I'm shooting an optic blast.
0: And it was, like you said, it was beautifully depicted, the entire thing. It's a
1: horrendous way to die. Yeah. The horror, and, and really what sold it was Captain America, like, just knowing that he doesn't have a chance to do it, but trying to pick away at that invisible, that, that indestructible block around his head. But my favorite death was wolverines and yeah yeah i can you tell you're gonna cook oh you yes
0: just, you just love to watch the x-men die i do say. well they're my favorite but it's just like
1: he like think about it like magneto rips the adamantium from his skeleton but his bones were liquefied everything yeah. was liquefied and he's yeah. just a sponge basically and he's just you he's alive or is he because like his healing factor would have but he just he's just mush on the ground but the second
2: yeah. before that you're like oh Hey, we have a chance. Yeah. I think he might have got his and then the picture shows where, you know, his actual claws are you don't see the side view to where they're turned to mush. You just see it looks like they're in his chest and you're like, Holy crap, we actually got something. Yeah. And then no. Nope. <laughs> no. <Nope.
0: laughs> nothing out of it. You whatsoever. didn't expect it to He's be anything but potatoes.
2: <laughs> they did a great job depicting that where it made you really feel it like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: you got Wolverine's stealth in there, and then you thought, Hey, here here comes the change in the battle, but nothing comes from it. We're Jake, was there any were there any deaths that stood out for you?
2: I actually loved the Thor death. First off, I was really confused. So I did not realize that Thor became somebody else. This Eric Matherson. Yeah. I still thought he was Don Blake. And the whole fact of that he has to be away from his hammer, like after sixty seconds or whatever, that he <laughs> yeah. also becomes the human being. Yeah. It's stupid anyway. And it's been that way since the beginning. But then I'm like, wait a second, who's this Eric Matherson guy? Now you became so I started looking this up like and it just was like, oh, all of a sudden Don Blake got his own thing. And then Odin was like, hey, now you can survive longer. It's stupid.
0: Did, did Don Blake it, get a, his own practice? Is that what it was? I think that's
2: what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think it actually was something like that. And then Matheson was like, oh, I, I looked it up and it was a. Uh, well, I actually had to read this one, but it was something to do with he saved somebody. Um, nah, I forget the whole thing. But he basically saved this Matheson guy, and then that he be, be, by becoming part of him, he saved this guy. Right, so that's how he became this Matheson. But anyway, he's up up in space, and he he puts you know Thanos takes his hammer into a portal, so all of a sudden he becomes a suffering. Matheson who can't breathe and then all of a sudden barely gets there and he gets his hair and you're like alright we got this and then I think it started with uh, Spider-Man putting the web in the face yeah. and then somebody got turned into blocks Nova or Bova or somebody Yeah I had Nova that was, Nova. was one of my favorite yeah. Yeah, which, because
0: he's like swooping in like fantastic. he's gonna make a difference and then all of a sudden he's just a bunch of blocks falling right. on the ground and then, and
2: then you're like okay now Thor has a chance because then you go through these blocks and then oh nope he's glass and then just boo you know and that, and that picture like you said the full page image of the glass shattering and you're like man, what is it going to take to stop this guy? It's, uh, that, like, that, those, those series right there really got me Those were cool.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fully in agreement with that. I thought
1: pretty much all of the deaths were awesome. Yeah. But, Quasar, his hands get blown yeah. off or like blown but, up. And was I was just, like, so happy for because I hate the stupid <laughs> bands.
2: I'm so tired of bands. I'm just, I was just so glad Rick Jones didn't show up because I wasn't worried <laughs> about the second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a little surprised, too. Maybe that was one of the guys that disappeared, and that's why Hulk was all mad. Yeah, he thought yeah. Abomination took Rick Jones yeah, from I'm him. Like, okay. He does like Rick Jones. He yeah. does. It's kind of weird. But, well,
2: because um, he saved Rick Jones' life. That's how he became the Hulk. As, oh, yeah. as a Banner Hulk fan,
1: as a Hulk fan, I I realize when I read old stuff that I have no idea like the the <laughs> timeline of Hulk because it's like oh he's dumb oh he's not oh he's Hulk <laughs> and now no or nor he's Banner oh he can talk oh he's Mister Fix it he's a mobster for no reason he's like what is the, what is who is Hulk today it's like oh no, oh actually they're two complete separate entities no but Banner wants to put them back together like it, there's so many uh, I guess the, the entire Marvel it's, universe yeah. is convoluted
0: so what you what you're trying to say here is that the movies have depicted him exactly as they have in the comics exactly. where it Absolutely. never flows together it never exactly. does like this one
2: he was actually the hulk and they're like oh he has this thing against the avengers because they didn't you know accept him but then all of a sudden he shows up a minute later and you're like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks
2: hulk i <laughs> was like
0: all right you wanted to make 40 pages out of this thing so you turn this into a big giant conversation just like with doom showing up like so, yeah uh, just... i loved doom getting just blasted because i i'm not a huge doom guy like he's cool looking i think he's a cool character But as was discussed on uh, the Spider-Man episode, I just think he's ridiculously OP. Yeah. And it it drives me insane. So to see him actually just get slaughtered here by Thanos, I was so happy about that. I'm not going to lie. That might be my favorite...
1: Um, not death, but attack. So you think he just was talking too much in general, too? Like some of his panels?
2: Yeah, like you, it was just it's like, a waste of space. It just took up space. I see, felt like too. See, I felt
1: like that about Doctor Strange. Now yeah. I, I, I'm just like I, I, I feel like I like sped read the Doctor Strange bubbles because I was. Just, <laughs> okay, okay cool yes I'm the master well, well don't I'm um, elementals I'm doing weird things with my fingers oh I'm Dr. Strange and I'm just okay okay okay, yeah and and so but it didn't help that Adam Warlock was there with him every time I mean, he drove everything yeah and Strange is like I'm whatever just like, you want
2: I'll take care of it I saw you know whatever I saw inside what yeah. you want to do what you want to do and it's yeah like,
0: it, all it these was, friends. they were they were soul buddies I guess or soul brothers yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. same
1: thing with uh, Silver Surfer so, yeah and I, I'm just like this is just a weird group of, of heroes, yeah. But they was.
2: tend to mix those together in a lot of these old comics where those guys get together. Like, there was a, it just the constant variety where those guys I just feel like they're always on their own things, but then all of a sudden, Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer will show up and it'll be part of these big events. You're like, you're not even part of this. And then they have the little <laughs> bubbles, like, featured in, in Fa- Fantastic Four and like five years ago, okay, cool. And now the guys are randomly here again. Yeah. And you are like, like you said, it's just, let's just put them where we want to put them, and we'll just be like,
0: all right. Yeah, it, it, I guess they took whoever was the most popular on their own lines at the time. I'm, I'm assuming I'd be Silver curious Surfer if was, that was popular the case. back then. Be, I, I, I think know. he was pretty popular at one point. I know there's a lot of fans out there of Silver Surfer. I have mm. not been too impressed with anything that I've ever read with him His
2: surfboard
1: is
0: awesome i like the idea <laughs> it's of silver him. brian yeah well, it is silver. <laughs> it he's should right be my favorite you should, be your favorite. He should.
1: Yeah. i really like the idea of silver surfer but i can't decide if it's just because he's had some really really cool action figures over the years because <laughs> they were um if you think if you think back to uh like when we were playing with action figures brian the uh like it was like completely metallic and it was shiny do you remember oh, silver yeah. samurai yep. how that looked? It was the same thing silver surfers first figure was like that and it was, uh, it, he had a surfboard that had wheels, so you could still surf with him on ground <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but I, I think, really, the whole reason I even think Silver Surfer's cool is because of his action figures. And then he showed up in Planet Hulk, Hulk too.
0: I feel like action figures drive everything that you care about I, in comics.
1: You know what? I think it's not just comics. I think it's also wrestling. Like, I think it's both <laughs> things.
0: So your favorite wrestling action figure is Macho Man?
1: Um, one of them, yes. Okay. I, I mean nice. that Macho Man
0: transcends so, everything. But. Let me let me tell you my favorite Silver Surfer memory. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's, I believe it was the Cable and Deadpool line in the mid 2000s or early 2000s. Excellent. And Cable has kind of set up almost like a utopia, like a I think it was a floating island where he's kind of pulled mutants and other things together. <clears throat> and Silver Surfer shows up because I guess. Cable had too much power or something. I don't even remember why they fought, but they clash. And you always get the impression that Silver Surfer is almost unbeatable, right? To beat him, you have to be a pretty supreme being or super powerful individual. And they clash in midair on his board and they're fighting. And it breaks away and you see the end result and Cable's knocked out and Silver Surfer has won. But what you see in the next panel is the boards broke cable broke his board wow which is something that's not supposed to be able to be done and that's i know i'm not um, my favorite silver surfer memory is a cable cable <laughs> my board. Silver surfer board. is making
1: silver surfer look sad yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so but anyway yeah uh, <laughs> um sorry i love cable anyone that's a summers really is is kind of fine by yeah hope summers i gotta plug her because she's one of my favorites but anyway <laughs> um shame
1: she wasn't in this it was a little bit before
0: her time <laughs> <She> probably <laughs> would have died anyway she well, if, the you had the, <laughs> if
1: you had the infinity gauntlet you could have just retconned her into it because you, reality is what you want it to be. Good point. True.
0: Yeah, good point. Um, so eventually the celestial beings attack Thanos. Um, honestly, as beautiful as all that was, I didn't care much for yep. it. I got a yep. lot more out of the heroes fighting Thanos than the celestial beings. The,
2: the one thing I liked about that, though, so I agree because I expected it to be colossal and other than just a lot of bright lights and great, great artwork yeah. depicting it, but I was like, Okay, we're just obviously two giant beans, but I thought the fact that Death saved Eros and uh, Nebula was pretty cool, Mistress Death. When she, uh, yeah, she basically protected them because she's like, "This dude's off his rocker. I'm tired of this crap." Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it was kind of it was interesting to me because like all this battles going on, and like you, you just see this colossal world damaging battle that's literally knocking Earth off its axis, right? Like these things are happening; these planets are exploding, and meanwhile, Mistress Death's like, "I'm just going to protect these two. Because I felt like that was her, like going, "This is your crux, and one of these two is your weakness, and if they are gone, you're gonna rule the world." Like that was kind of how I depicted it when I saw it, and that was the one thing that really stuck out to me when they had that whole battle scene.
0: Yeah, I, you know, now that you talk about it like that, I will say that it didn't have the emotional impact for me, but it was really awesome and and really well played out. I liked how. I think Warlock was questioning, like, what are you guys doing? Why are you not attacking as one? Yeah. Like, this is stupid. You're all going at it on your own. And then finally, Mephisto tries to make his move and take the gauntlet. And Thanos is like, you idiot. And then Death <laughs> steps in. And then everybody else actually chimes in right after that. Yeah, they yeah. all attack yeah.
1: Nebula, right? Because she's she's inexperienced. And they, all, they put all of their power on her. Yeah, so they do.
0: But this is actually a little bit before that where they all... Come together finally to attack Thanos, and you get this like, all right, maybe we're gonna get something out of this, and then all of a sudden they're all imprisoned.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, like, oh, yeah, it's crap. That was weird to me. Like again, how do you imprison love and hate? Like that's where I start to get into like, it it starts to make my mind hurt with this the convoluted (laughs) stuff because it's like, how do you imprison these entities? But I guess if you're in control of reality, like that's when you make, you, you talk about Dr. Doom being OP. I feel like the Infinity, uh, Infinity Gauntlet is OP. Well, okay. So in Thanos Quest, we actually learn that the
0: six gems were all one at one point and they were actually God for the most part. Like it was the supreme being that existed before anything else. And
2: So was that post the cube? Because originally there was like the cosmic cube which he got the first time, it did, and didn't that stone come from that, or no?
0: No, these actually, was, so okay. what What we learn in Thanos' quest is that the there was one singular stone that existed, it, really it wasn't a stone, this being existed, and I want to say he was, I don't remember if it was lonely or just realized that there was nothing else and wanted more, so it broke off into six gems, and through uh. those six gems, all of creation time space reality everything was created and so each one kind of own like a little part of that being soul more or less.
1: when you bring it together you're you're god basically
0: basically okay so that's why there's like the
1: insane op
0: to it yeah whereas like with doom what frustrates me is he just can do whatever they want him to do in the story because he's a sorcerer and he's got powers but you don't know where the line is for either because he can kind of just do whatever the heck he wants at any point Whereas, a good point whereas this it's like okay at least we're talking about these gems that were at one point god for the most part um so yeah I I like I said I didn't feel the emotional weight but there was some really interesting panels or some cool things that took place it was uh I don't know I I should have known because I saw the cover, but I guess because I wasn't used to how Nebula looked when she was healthy, mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to be the one that yanks the glove off. Yeah, like
2: that was surprising.
0: Yeah, and I guess, like we said earlier, you learn that he just... Sabotages himself throughout every plan that he's ever had. Once he gets power, (laughs) it's like, "Oh, I don't want it anymore." So go ahead, take my glove. He lets his guard down, and this deathly figure that's barely living rips the glove off of him, and she becomes now the most powerful Mm -hmm. being for the most part. Yeah, like
2: when she did it, he was this massive, basically one with the universe, right? Like he was the universal shape, but yet his body's just. Laying, hanging out, <laughs> like, hey, if you want it, take it.
0: Yeah, like, what? Just, what is this? Come he's on, sitting on his throne, and she's right behind him. He's like, all right, whatever, go ahead. And so uh, then, then we get what you were talking about earlier, where the celestial beings actually attack her. It's almost like everybody finally gets the idea. Oh, hey, let's come at her all at once, and they and they kind of do that. And it just uh, was
1: an easy way to like put everything back, like it just to rewrite it again yeah. to basically ha- redo the battle because nebula says put everything back to the way it was what 24 hours ago
0: which was (laughs) awesome for me when i'm reading it because like i said i read it panel to panel so i didn't see the full page spread where she's back to normal or like healthy so i'm reading i'm like oh crap now we're back to this she's out of the mix and then all of a sudden she's back to normal and she's like i still had enough mindset to to fix myself but yeah. it was a brilliant thing to like trick her into doing this and then to see her like rotting there again yeah and with just
1: the with just the gauntlet on her yeah. on her corpse <laughs> like the, yeah. the skeleton yeah, that was that was cool yeah,
0: This zombie with the infinity gauntlet yeah. and then like realizing oh okay it actually outsmarts her anyway no matter what because it released everybody that was imprisoned and everybody that had died it's is bad. back to normal yep. <laughs> um, earth's back on orbit but Um, But wouldn't the Sky Fathers, then, have come and joined? They probably didn't have time, because it ended pretty quick after that, right? They're
1: gods. Mm. What do you mean they didn't have time? I mean, Thor's
2: there. Come on. You don't (laughs) need anybody else. (laughs) You already got Thor. What do you need? (laughs) Well,
0: if it was 24 hours before that, where would they have been? Would they have even known anything was going on? Oh, that's a
1: good point. Oh, that's true, but... Uh, Yeah, because Strange
0: was still on site, right, when all that happened, or no? Yeah, well, they would have known,
2: I I guess, I... They went back to twenty four hours, but then Strange and Surfer—they were still around. Like, yeah, like they guess, were still there. They, were, so. they hadn't gone back to where they. I'm had.
0: gonna pretend that's Adam Warlock and Strange. Using I, yeah. some just magic. using it's just the Force. Yeah. That's what I always say
1: when yeah. things <laughs> don't go my way. The Force today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here I am talking crap about Doom, and we've got like three guys that don't disappear. Yeah. Really during the 24 time hours. time and reality, <laughs> we just
1: established this this glove, <laughs> this glove, this mitten is God, and and we're and this is what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's also weird how, especially now that you're telling me that the gauntlet was the and the and the stones were one entity before, and you brought this up with Mephisto, that is is he the devil or is he a demon? Because I looked up Mephisto just to see, and it's like, oh, he's a he's a demon technically, and Satan still exists. So it, it's weird, especially because you have. All the the pantheon of gods, you have Zeus and Osiris existing in the same realm together as Odin, yeah. and you know at the Skyfather round table But you also have Mephisto and Satan and like, but who who's who's the devil? I'm sure there's a Beelzebub running around. Well, no, there's
0: there's a Be- Beelzebub, an Azazel, a Belasco, Azrael, Mephisto, Azrael. Yeah, there's like all kinds of well, Azrael's Batman. Is there not an Azrael? Well, there, there, there's an Azazel, which, which I'm looking. You, you just talk. You get, you throw <laughs> as much shade as you want. I'm not, there could be. I just know the the Azrael that's in Batman.
1: Hey, you repeated it.
0: Yeah. You were like, yeah, I'm
1: repeating this. I
0: am. Yeah, I, I am. But there is Azazel in all those. Uh, there are a lot of. What we would consider Satan or Lucifer type characters inside of it. I think even Lucifer's in there.
1: Yeah, Lucifer's in, uh, in but Marvel. But there's
0: a... There's a Lu- Dude, Lucifer, it's not Satan Lucifer, but a Lucifer a Lu- is, yeah. is the reason that Xavier was crippled.
1: I did not know that. Yeah, it's like, it's so stupid. But anyway... as as Oh, it is Azazel. Shh. <laughs> shoot I was about to I was I felt really
0: confident because I was like Azazel is a fig oh I, I feel like taking one of these mics out and just dropping it oh there right is an Azrael Marvel <laughs> villains here it is here it oh, is here it is uh-oh. yes
1: oh. Azrael Marvel What? what's he do aka the angel of death or Lazare is a Marvel Comics villain and an enemy to anyone who denies death's natural rules like Wolverine oh okay so he hates Wolverine yeah yeah. So, Israel is also known as the Angel of Death. Yeah, I oh, guess he's...
0: Is that? I'm assuming it's just a common name. It's probably some Hebrew words mixed it's pro- together. It,
1: his history is nothing, so I'm still <laughs> going to count it as a win because I'm petty. But uh, it, it really does not matter. But yes, uh, I I still won. Your
0: pettiness is appreciated. I will, I'll give you a half a point okay. for that one. Okay, that's fair. Uh, all right, so were there any characters that you liked... In this story, I mean, for me, I guess Captain America was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but just about everything I've ever read with Captain America at this point, he's, he's awesome. always awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> his stare down with Thanos is is just as epic as it is in the movie. I Thought
2: they captured that real. I know, and I, when I read that, I was like, man, they did a great job in the movie capturing that. Because mm-hmm. you're right when you re- when you were reading this, you're like, man, that's literally what I just saw when I watched the movie. Yeah, I, I thought that was neat.
0: I wish that there would have been some dialogue in the movie with it because it's that whole silent scene, but. Um, when I, so when the trailers came out for the movie, they had that shot in it Mm -hmm. and I knew of this panel or this page from infinity gauntlet where he does stare him down. And I thought watching the trailer, Oh, this is cap's moment in the movie. He's either going to die at this point or it's where cap makes like some major stand. But when you watch the movie, it's actually Wanda's moment, which is crazy to me to think about because cap's just Part of it, and everything in that moment is around Wanda. Everybody's trying to buy Wanda time, and so that was a little like it took me a little bit of back watching the movie. Like, oh wow, I actually thought it was going to be Cap's moment. Think
2: about it in this comic though, he's buying Warlock time. I That's mean, valid. You know, in, yeah, at, at this true. point, he's he's holding out. He's the last one there. That if he fails or he doesn't give enough time, Warlock's whole plan fails because nobody knows what the plan is. Right? It's just. He's got a plan. Yeah. all yeah. you- sacrificing. And I'm the last guy here. I'm making a stand, but I know that something bigger is happening.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why I don't like Warlock is because everyone is just like rats in a maze to him. Like they're just <laughs> doing like they're just executing the plan. But I have to agree with you that Cap is when I think back on the moments of the book, other than the things that made me go uh, like just groan it's all cap like all the things that i thought were really cool were cap
0: well like you said him trying to free cyclops even though there's no chance it's the
1: human it's the human elements again like we talked about spider-man in the beginning even though he's in it for two minutes he's another one but it's cap not only is he and i guess that's the thing about cap in general even though he's a super soldier he's relatable because he is human technically yeah And, and he is uh standing up for what we all want america to be and the world you know like it's this is this is what this is what you, you do you're a good person and you stand up to evil
0: he's relatable while also being inspirational
1: exactly yeah that's a it's a better way to put it that's than what i just said <laughs> it's a more condensed way of putting <laughs> it,
0: but it's it's true like that's that's who captain america is and to see him throughout this it's you know i don't know people might question why adults read comics whatever but it's just a fictional story, but you can convey so much through these fictional characters, and he's one of the few that actually makes an impact on people when they read it. Like I want to strive to be that type of a I don't know, American or human.
1: You, yeah, even human. But I think that you, you you hit on something that I deal with a lot. Being a super wrestling fan, people are going to say that about anything. The, the sentence True. you just said, people say to me about wrestling, like a grown man's watching wrestling, a grown man's reading comics. We all – like people are going to say that about everything. So I, I, I just uh, – on a comic book podcast, I want to make sure – I'm sure all our, our, our listeners already know and feel this way. But read what you want and like what you want because no one else matters. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. Who cares what people want? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's...
0: Amen. Um, yeah. So, okay, Jake, did you have a specific character that stuck out to you? Yeah, I actually liked
2: Warlock. Huh? Um It's one of those things I, I – I struggle with when i read it because because like you said he treats everyone like they're just a bunch of r- rats in a maze which is which is very true and there's a part of him that i don't like the arrogance just really irritates me mm. especially when like cap's one of those guys that i do look to in all the other comics like he's the guy that's gonna make shit happen You gets to him he's gonna stand up and fight everybody you know he's there for everybody no matter what and warlock has this kind of like i have things under control and i've got this but I don't care what you think. And it's kind of, I don't like it, but I liked his character how, especially like I said, t- me tying back to the old stuff, like the first time I ever met him was when, you know, he basically came out of the soul stone and he was the one that defeated Thanos. And it was kind of like, but you didn't know who he was or what he came from. And I had the same impact here where I was like, I don't know who this guy is, is in this one, but he's going to be the one that's going to make th- make things happen. And he made the hard choices that says, hey, I got to sacrifice all these great heroes in order to be. In order to win off everything, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the gauntlet, but I'm not gonna take advantage of it, and I can handle th- what's gonna happen from that. And I thought that was kind of cool, like knowing like that was probably his ultimate goal was I'm gonna get the gauntlet, yeah. and I was interested when that happened because I was like, well, wait a second, like your whole ploy was to do that, but then again, you see him and he does treat everyone like, hey, I don't care if you're good, bad, what you are, but like I know what's good for the common good, and I'm gonna go after that first and foremost, and whatever happens is to do that. And I thought that was kind of a cool take from my opinion so
1: by that logic are thanos and warlock two sides of the same coin if you go by movie thanos he they both he thinks he's doing the right thing. i
2: 100 agree with that and then even the dialogue at the end of the the series to me really came to like hey we're two in the same thing only i just want to keep the you know i realize that things have to change but i don't want to just destroy people whereas you realize they need to change you took the aggressive approach i'm more of the laid (laughs) back and like i can oversee things kind of like a watcher like i kind of picture him more of like a watcher that only gets involved when it needs to be had which is really one time you ever see him is at this point is when something when shit hits the fan mm-hmm. he shows up and he helps get things back to the normal common ground whereas thanos is like hey, hey yeah but you can only be taken you take over the whole world after it's done you're done yep you can't do anything else and i think that's i think but i think you're right i think it's absolutely two sides of the same coin
0: that's yeah i like everything you just said about that uh, with him i i I'm not as familiar with Warlock. I didn't come away hating him almost as like you did, Travis, but I didn't come away like in love with him either. I thought he had some really cool moments. I really, really loved the last two pages of the the series where he goes to find Thanos with the with the glove and he finds Thanos basically just living normal life, trying to go on about his way. And Thanos reflects on it and realizes, you know what? I had it and it was too much for me and I don't want it anymore. And it honestly kind of felt like if this weren't comics, this would be Thanos's retirement. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, Thanos is going to come back cause it's comics, but it did have this <laughs> feeling like if Thanos had never come back, I would have been fine with that being the last page that he's ever on. Same.
1: It, and that, and that's a really yeah. good point. Uh, side note, did you all find it weird that cause you're, you're talking about that at the end, where Adam Warlock's like, oh yeah, we're going 60 days. Yeah. And then this yeah. is like, after all, you're here after this lawless lo- time. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, I, I I literally flipped back to see if it said 60 years. And, and I, I'm, nope, it's 60 days. It's really like two months. Yeah, well,
2: he did have the gauntlet. So, I mean, the time is like, a- I because I, I, no, I, I mean in, in my opinion like when I read the same thing and I went this is weird but I was like maybe his whole like sense of everything is just
1: that's a, thwarted that's a really good point I think you're being too nice to it but Probably. that's actually I, I can't argue with that because literally when you can bend reality you <laughs> know like you can do whatever what is you real want, so that's fair that's, fair. that's <laughs> a touche I, yeah. I will I will put down my weapons sixty
0: days when he literally freezes time while he's fighting the heroes right I mean I can kind of see it and that's kind of where I was gonna go with it too so I'm glad you said that Jake. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, but I mean you're absolutely right. It's got it but you're like, "All right, if we're going to look at how it was they like, thought it, like 60
1: days? Like yeah, like two water bills? Like that's like that's what I'm thinking. It's like, "Oh, that's what that's what we're doing instead." Like that's the amount of time, that's the the measure of time we're using. Like it takes 9 months to create a child. And and Thanos this the, he's literally controlled reality and he's like, "Oh, it's been so long. You've I've had you, two water you, bills. You have came for me." Exactly. You came for me. Uh, after all this time, yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna get pizza. I have my my stamp card full. Full it takes me two months to fill that up too. And, and you're here for me, Warlock. It's like really. But
2: I, I think you're onto something I though, because think about it. If, you're, if sixty days is that long of a time, and we think of the comic, his, you know, future from the '90s, he comes back because if sixty days is a long time, no wonder he comes back. He's like, holy shit, I'm bored as hell on this damn planet. <laughs> it's been it's only been a year, but yeah. I'm bored out of my damn mind. You're like, and I don't know it. You're probably on something with that.
1: There's there's actually, and something that, that you to all your points, there's a Doctor Who episode, um, another nerdy thing I'm into, um, where there's a spaceship, and there are, where it's located, it, it's so long, and I guess it's not, I, I don't remember exactly how it is, one end of the ship, it takes so long to get there, like, one end of the ship is, like, ten years from the other. But it feels like because of some shift in the the time continuum or something, it takes like an elevator ride that feels like ten minutes by the time you get to the other side, mm-hmm. it's ten years. So maybe it's something like that where it to Thanos it's been six hundred years, and well, to to them it's well, let's 60 get days.
0: scientifically nerdy here. Okay, there is time dilation, so depending on the gravitational pull with wherever you are, mm-hmm. time actually progresses differently. So maybe it was 60 days for Warlock, but where Thanos is at, maybe it's a different gravitational pull, and it's been 60 years that's a good point yeah
1: that's logical D- i mean it's yeah or we could really just say what what, <laughs> what jake said <laughs> the gauntlet Yeah, i think the gauntlet it's, it's is a catch-all it's It's like brian's like so science <laughs> and, 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 but, but i'm just gonna go back to jake yeah. being like it's the gauntlet yeah, that's, yeah. cool gauntlet because i
0: think it's probably either the gauntlet or it was a typo and they meant 60 years or something i do want to tie
2: into yeah. that though because one of the things that fascinated me that whole series right the 60 days it wasn't just that it was 60 days Warlock's exact words were like this is uh, what do he say? He said uh he huh. said this is what always ha- always this is what he always does after becoming a god. Huh. That, that is what Warlock said.
1: So um, you think like he's living a loop?
2: Yes. And he 'cause literally so like so uh, I I read huh. some of these now, but Gamora and Pip appear, right? And they and they take it a place to say sixty days into the future is an unna- unnamed planet. And then he he claims, he said, and he looks at them and says And they're like, why 60 days? Is what Gamora says. I think she says, why 60 days or something like that? And he says, it's because this is what I always do after becoming a god. And that time is a repeating loop to him now. So that was, that that struck me the whole thing. Because I was like, wait a second. So is that because you now have the gauntlet? So back to the gauntlet thing. Is that because you have the gauntlet and basically time isn't changing? Or is this happening again and again? You keep coming back to the same moment.
1: What if Warlock is breaking the third wall? And yeah, this is this is super trippy, but I, and I'm not saying that no, this no, is yeah. the intent. But if they're reliving this, what if it's reliving it every time that somebody reads the book? Uh, like how? Tri- like uh, the, if, it's a, if, okay. it, if 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 this moment in time is locked and the events of this are locked, Warlock lives in every moment before and after or did when he had the gauntlet because they, they separate yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. He, yeah as far as omnipotence goes you're you live in every moment every second that has ever been right yeah. you can you have the power to do whatever i don't know i just that, that thought no, came to me yeah, when you no, said I think that that's when a you were point. talking about loop it's like you could you could maybe again we're talking convoluted and i'm going super convoluted but (laughs) i i just that that thought just dawned on me like when you were saying that loop thing and it's just wow that's that's kind of that's kind of crazy that i I didn't even pick up on that
2: so that 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 hit me hard because the original one when he went back into the soul stone right so he basically turned thanos to granite on a ship and they basically Mm -hmm. put him on a ship where he just floats out to space until 15 years later when he starts the quest Prior to that, basically, once Warlock got out of the stone, he went back into the stone where he was then happy. And he was basically – it wasn't the same unnamed planet, but it was the same him, Gamora, and Pip are walking off into the sunset. You know what I mean? So then now he's on another unnamed planet, and now I was like, okay, so now you're trying to live this peaceful moment that Thanos is now living that you had lived? Like I, That was kind of where I was like, maybe that's what's happening. Oh,
0: so when we were talking about two sides of the same coin, so what no. you're saying is Warlock was trying to live the peaceful life before – yeah, because now, now
2: he's he- taking this responsibility, he's stuck with this. Now Thanos gets to relax and finally uh, so I don't know, is like you said, burden, convoluted. I don't know how you want to look at that.
1: The gauntlet's a burden at that point. Yeah. yeah. The gauntlet is a burden. There and- was a uh, there was a quote from the animated version of Beowulf and it was <laughs> and this is this is going back. This is going and it was uh, I want to say it was Anthony Hopkins's character okay. and it's something that is that I've it's stuck with me for a long time. And uh, he says, and it, I don't know if it's in the book, but he says, not my curse, not my curse anymore. And that's after, like right after he throws himself off uh, a cliff and dies. And it just may, whenever I think of stuff like that, where stuff that's like a blessing uh, or you assume is a blessing, like omnipotence, it's actually a curse. And that's, that kind of right. might be uh, a you're, you're dead on, thinking yeah. like, where Thanos is like, this is, this is not my curse anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he more or less says that at the end, like. You know, now it's on him. I don't want to ever try that again, but obviously he does because it's comics. 60 days forever. Now now that I'm thinking through it a little bit, it's interesting that he is basically omnipotent and he does have more or less the powers of God, but the one thing he can't get is love.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Which
0: is interesting to me because that is kind of one of the concepts that the Judeo-Christian belief system is founded on, that God created because he wanted love, so I never, I hadn't thought of that. And if you, just if you look
2: into Warlock, so his love with Nebula and Pip, that's like that's like there. You know, obviously loves Nebula or not Nebula, sorry, uh, Gamora. And then you got Pip, like that's that's his love, and yeah. they're always and every. I mean, I don't know that I mean story, but everything I've seen Warlock with, he's with Gamora. I mean, that's which is kind of weird in the movie that they have Thanos with Gamora. I don't, you know, I don't know the whole thing there, but it's cool because you can definitely see Gamora is his love there, and he's got that, so he's like, I don't need anything else i'm not fighting for anything like you said maybe that is part of the key why he him versus Thanos. he actually has he has that love in his life wherever she's at i don't know the
0: backstory there maybe that's what keeps him balanced
1: yeah well i and you brought that up the judeo-christian you know beliefs and that was what i was going to say you have all like gods from every pantheon but you don't have a judeo-christian god and i'm just thinking uh I, I get, did they not put that in there because for obvious reasons because you're going to offend like Tipper Gore and she's going to put like parental advisory oh. stickers on our comics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I can't figure out is we do it though with like Nightcrawler. Like if you read Claremont's run, Nightcrawler is kind of gets to a point where he's trying to figure out these things. He questions God at one point because they fought the Beyonder during the Sweet Secret Wars, mm. and he's mm. like, this being was basically God yet. I've believed this for a long time. And he goes to a priest to try and get answers. Hmm. Uh, so you have that element inside of the Marvel comics. So it's kind of weird that they ignore it, at least in this. Well, and
1: they have all the dark parts, too.
0: Yeah. Like the, yeah.
1: Mephisto, you have demons. And uh, I know I looked up Mephisto, like I said, and Satan is in the Marvel comics somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so <laughs> what I would like to talk about for just a couple minutes before we close, though, is... What do you think from this will be adapted into the next film? Hmm. I will start to so give you guys. So you gave me time. some of your,
2: your thought earlier. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I feel like Warlock being in the Soul Gem is going to be interpreted in a similar way as Doctor Strange being in the Soul Gem. I believe everyone that has ashed away is in the Soul Gem. And that Doctor Strange, at least in the film, plays the very similar role of Warlock in that he is very separated from emotions, caring about these people. It's very much, we have to stop him at all costs. I don't care. I don't care that Spider-Man's 16. If he's got to die, he's got to die to stop Thanos. So he has that Warlock-like mentality. So Mm. I kind of wonder if they're shifting it to Strange. And then they'll just let Captain Marvel do whatever she's going to do. But anyway... uh
2: yeah, that that'll be interesting with the Captain Marvel piece. I'm not sure if they're gonna make her like a Quasar in this mm. series where she becomes someone that can basically be an ultimate distraction as somebody else gets the bands. Like you said, maybe that's how they get or, you know, in the original comics, the original or the original one I read with Thanos was where Spider Man was able to basically knock the Soul Stone out of the gauntlet and then that enacted to where Warlock came out and then took on Thanos. So like my thoughts maybe we have something to do with uh, Captain Marvel using her, whatever they end up deciding her powers are. I forget what hers I'm sure similar to Captain, uh, original Captain Marvel. But she'll probably use those bands or whatever to go, and I assume she knocks a time stone out. And somehow that's what would free Strange to allow him to then mm. release her. You know, I, I don't know, but that would be in a similar fashion to where they're going to go with it. Because otherwise, I don't know what her big purpose is. Like mm. She has to be an ultimate distraction because we see here on and on again, Like something has to be the core here. And in the movies, you've got Gamora was killed for it. I think Nebula's still alive. If I remember she correct. Is, yeah. So they they could tie that in to be like something that becomes a crux that maybe she's a weakling again and he d- dismembers her again and all of a sudden she has one finger left. That uh, you know I don't know. Does like, she?
1: Well, that's my thought. Like who does somebody end up with the gauntlet? Like it could very well like, be Nebula. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that was kind of my thought. It, do they mirror it that way? Because. I mean, uh, as a connecting thread across a lot of the movies, she you she has remained, you know, she Guardians has. of the Galaxy 2, two you know, yeah. you, you get a little bit more insight into Gamora and hers relationship. And I, I just wonder if you you make that move. And I, I, I mean, I think people that haven't read the comic, it would be kind of a twist. And maybe more people have read the comic than I than I imagine. It'd be jarring, too. Yeah.
2: If you oh, yeah. had, if you have no idea, but I, I think it'd be a, I mean it'd be interesting because she's not someone you would expect from. Yeah. If you're not like yeah. oh yeah, Nebula is going to be the core of what stops him. But she was the daughter he dismembered <laughs> yeah. all the time. I mean, and she's got a lot that she vengeance. You t- team her up with uh, you know Captain Marvel and what probably Ant Man and Hawkeye because I'm sure they probably lived yeah. through this and they'll probably bring them both in and maybe the Wasp and also you've got a little a little team that can use that whole distraction and we get Do- we get Doctor Strange out. I'm talking very similar yeah, <laughs> picture. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Good point. Okay. So that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Travis, where can they find you on social media? Uh, on Twitter, at WrestleSpecial
1: and Instagram, The WrestleSpecial.
0: And that is because Travis is the host of The Wrestle Special podcast, <laughs> if you also, couldn't tell. <laughs> also
1: produced by Austin
0: Flume. Yo. Uh, yeah. uh, Jake, where can they find you?
2: Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, at JT McCausland, M C C A U S. L-A-N-D. Nice. Should probably make it easier, but that's what it is. (laughs) That's my name. (laughs) Maybe
0: going forward. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Marvel underscore Mythos and on Twitter at Marvel Mythos Pod. Please join us next week. We are going to be talking X-Men issues number four through seven. Thanks for listening. Talk about um, your favorite... Color. I guess that would be silver, oh, which is cool. kind of unusual. But I like silver; it's <laughs> my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, then. <laughs> it is. It, it, it is his To get opening
2: to this episode with your silver surfer, right? Uh, nice. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll shut right, up. Hi, Jake. Uh, uh, what's your favorite
2: drink? I guess. Favorite drink.
0: Yeah, water. water.
2: Oh, we're testing the mics. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were just randomly in conversation. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was, oh. I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite brand of... Probably just bourbon. Uh, bourbon? Guys. Bourbon, yeah. Even closer to the mic. Oh. Even closer, oh, okay. Yeah. I bourbon. I
1: like you automatically. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, I, I've said I said last episode my podcast runs on Enion bourbon. Ooh, nice. Because when I... I don't even know I've uh, Yeah, well, you didn't. I didn't, I do now. Yeah, when it was part of the Friends commercial. It, I will...
0: I believe you I just don't remember watching commercials you're like hi I'm
1: the Friends guy I'm Brian I I watch Friends I didn't watch every commercial that Friends had
2: I watched Friends without commercials
1: it's It's when you needed a friend. I it like 11 11 <laughs> it's sad how much I've realized over the years how much I was influenced by Brian and Matt, like at different parts of my life. Because the only reason I've ever watched Friends was because Brian watched it and he was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, yeah, Chandler is cool. <laughs> Chandler is the coolest guy, Brian. <laughs> oh. Jay, quick note. I love how you laugh.
2: When you laugh, can you move away a little bit? Too loud. The laughing is very loud, but everything else is perfect level. Laugh back here, talk up here.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> got it. How have I never met Jake? God. Not laughed and blown out Austin's eardrums. Because I think when person. you laugh,
0: you're like a belly laugh, so you, you like start back you here. Back.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I might be used to doing it just because yeah. of the other show.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah, this is my sec- second podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> i already like, oh, crap, oh. I going to be up here? Well, we, didn't,
1: <laughs> we were never, I, like the mic I had was always like out here, so I was always definitely afraid of being mm-hmm. too much. So gotcha. Yeah. So you're going to start with two uh, two minute recap, roughly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay.